Hello again, and thanks for listening today. This is Stepping Into Freedom, the podcast about standing fast in liberty, wherewith we have been made free from Alma 5840 in the Book of Mormon. Today's episode um, is just with a really, really fun lady, um, Anna Katia, I think I pronounced that right. (laughs) Um, So she is, oh man, she's like this, like, ball of wisdom, like, I have this experience and it can help you because family and finding people and awesome. And records. <laughs> yes, and records that help with that. And keeping records. Keeping them, yes, because I know. Oh my gosh, what's that? Which country? Is it Ireland that your sister and other genealogists say is like the hardest country to find records for because of a fire or something like that? I want to say it's Ireland or something like that. Uh, Germany, because of the wars. Okay, um, maybe Germany too. Anyways, there's a lot of countries that are there's there, there's holdups because of fires at churches where records were kept, or things like that. Um, yep. We have an issue with our one of our family lines that we can't find anything because of a fire in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. and this and in this episode, um, Anna talks a lot about how records in the scriptures, government records, <clears throat> among other things, were helpful in her journey, um, where she talks about finding her birth mom. Um, in this episode, she uh, talks a lot about um, learning that she was adopted, kind of figuring out what that meant for her, um, and then realizing, you know, throughout her youth, wait, hold on a sec, uh, wait a minute, the, just, something just clicked for her. Some, I forget what, how she described that in the episode. You'll have to listen to uh, to that point where she talks about that. But basically, this uh, this point where she's like, "Wait a minute, I I have another family in Costa Rica, in another country. I I don't. It's like you know this. What? Wait, I don't have any memory of this. What's what's going on here? I have another mom, another family. Like you know, because she was she grew up with this very nice you know family in the states where who took her in and. And um, and her siblings, and you know, because Costa Rica doesn't separate families with their adoption process, thankfully. So, yeah, it's a really fun story to listen to. Um, I don't know. What was your first impression of Anna telling this whole thing? Um, can we go get adopt some too? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, eventually, yeah. I mean, I mean, because I know you, you've always been like. I want lots and lots of kids. Ours, adopted, foster, just be, yeah. K- k- kids, please. <laughs> I, want, I just want to be a mother in Zion and <clears throat> whatever that looks like. Yeah. And in this episode, yeah. no, there's a, re- you know, this, what Anna talks about in here, it fits in perfectly with freedom through the scriptures because the scriptures being a record of, you know, the lives of ancient prophets and peoples. Um, Learn from them. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot that you can learn from that. And there's a lot that she learned from the records about her family, um, including, you know, the scriptures. And so I don't know, it's just some, a few things to look out for in this one, by the way, um, in her story is kind of the, the, the miracles, several, several of these huge miracles that I know, like for the way she describes it, you know, 
that like God intervened and said, you want this? You're righteous. You have a righteous desire. I'm going to give it to you. But then there was some complications that came up that you'll hear in this one. That's like, wait a minute. How bad did you really want this? Like, you know, it's moments where God's like, you said you wanted it. Now you're not so sure. Um, I, I'm going to offer it to you on a silver platter. It looks scary, but with the way I'm presenting it, but uh, you have to decide. Do you want this or not? So um, lots of, you know, ways that God intervenes in very unexpected ways uh, that she talks about in this episode. And um, I just... I don't know. I love her energy about it. I love just the, the way she paints the first time that, you know, and the way in which she found her mom. Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, it'd be like, uh, what do I even say <laughs> with a history like hers? So Yeah, I don't know what I would say if I was in her situation. But it's empowering to, to hear her story and we hope that you enjoy it and learn something from it. Maybe even apply it to your own life in yeah. whatever search that you're doing right now in your life. To Whether it's you're finding your purpose, finding a family member, finding about your past, yeah. overcoming your past so use, that you have a brighter future. Yep. Use records, including the scriptures, for to find those solutions because I promise you they are there. So anyways, this is going to be great. So enjoy. So today's interview um, is kind of cool because I, I, I'm not going to lie, this season with continuing COVID problems this year, it's been a little more difficult um, sometimes getting new people, which is why we've done a, a few more repeats than we wanted to do. But uh, for the first time today, we are meeting, please tell me I'm saying this right, Anna Katia. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> like Because I look at your last name the first time, I'm like, Katya? No, that's too simple. It's good. No, no. Oh <laughs> um, so we're going to have her introduce herself um, a little bit here, and we'll kind of get to know her together between uh, you listeners and us here talking. So, uh, Thanks for having me here. I'm really excited to be here and be able to hear a little bit more about what you guys do. And uh, I really love that it's, uh, it is spreading... Um, that theme of freedom of the scriptures and how um, both can bless us in our lives um, for me um, freedom yeah huge um, I from I come from the country of Costa Rica I was born in the city of San Vito uh, I was adopted and uh, then I was brought to America and I came here to be raised in Provo Utah I had a large family about eight kids Oh, wow. And yeah, <laughs> and we had three countries in our family. We had uh, Costa Rica, America, and Chile. Oh, cool! So there was a, a variety of, <laughs> of fun. Um, so yeah, for me, there's there's been an interesting uh, sense of, um, especially like the freedom rights and the things that we, the blessings we get here, being in this country. But um, my my sole story as an author and speaker currently. Um, I've written my book 14 days and it is what, um, really explains like, where's the freedom within me? How do I find freedom? And my religious beliefs are through God. I love God. I believe there is a God and I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
and that is where my faith lies. Um, I was going to ask you yeah. the, the about uh, the, the, the 14 days thing. I, I was looking on that page and looking at that, like the whole like, summary of the book. Yeah. I was like, like the, the picture it has there where like underneath it, it says, this is the scared little girl that was, you know, back in the day and had no idea where she was going. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be fun interviewing her. She's going to have a great story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, really connect with my picture probably I think about five I'm a five years old on the front of my cover and I would thought should I put my picture of where I am now my age you know um and so people can see like oh that's the author you know um but I really felt like no when I uh had healed from a lot of things and discovered a lot of things especially through writing recording my record and the record of my people um and of my family I realized that I needed to find my my just the happiest time that I was the most just me and free just just so free and so in love of life and God and that was when I was five and so I chose my five year old picture to go on my cover um, and some people are like is that you when you're little I'm like yep <laughs> like that's me I'm a little bitty you know <laughs> and sitting in front of the the porch um, on the porch in front of the door of my American you know my new home in America. Um, and I often was on the porch a lot, so that was a really tender uh, uh, picture for me experience to, to put on there. Awesome. So, are, are, are you much of an outdoors person, or? Um, I am. I I do like nature. I like to get out. I I love being just like with the beauty, um, traveling, different things. I just I'm not huge into. Um, I'm not a like a adrenaline junkie. I don't do things that are going to go skydiving. Yeah, seriously. I, um, I do want to do that before I die. At least once. I said at least once, but I'd be old enough that I die. If I die in the air, it'll be okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so I won't care. Oh, right? man. That reminds me of this, uh, this uh, passenger. Uh, I think I told you, honey, about this one. The, the, the guy who told me that, that like he heard a story about this 95-year-old lady who went skydiving. Like, wow. she wanted to do it before she died. Well, she did. She jumped before she died, but she didn't land before she died. Oh. Yeah, she had a heart attack in the air. Oh, well, there you and, go. And so the guy holding her notices she kind of goes limp a little bit. He's like, what the heck just happened? So he's holding this dead body, <gasps> like, the, the last halfway to the ground, like, what do I do when I land? Like, like, wow. Like, how do I land without, like, you know, crushing her or whatever? Because oh, she's, yeah. like, she's dead. Oh, my she's gosh. She's like, not going to land. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, she, she was, yeah. She dumped out alive and landed dead. That and, would be a And I'm like, experience. What? He's like, yeah, like that PTSD for the guy holding her, like, oh, because she was strapped to another guy, like doing the helping him out, right? And I'm like, what? Yes, hopefully so. that's not the case. <laughs> um, I'm shooting for just that. Yeah, I remain alive and everything. It's like, but, let's like, let's not scare anybody from doing it because I mean, she was, I mean, she's 95. Let's, you know, granted, right? It's like, <laughs> granted, there's the risk right there. Yeah. They kind of signing up for it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yes. cool. So you were born in Costa Rica. Um, are you able to talk, talk about a little bit of background with like, like how your parent, your adoptive parents found you, like kind of a little bit of that process or? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was, uh, wonderful. I was in Costa Rica and, um, after, uh, the state had found me in the mountains and then taken me, um, they had found that my nutrition levels were very, very low. And so before I could even enter an orphanage, they took me to nutritional center like so sorry mm -hmm. were, were you you're getting me curious here was this like kind of like a like a remote village or something you said it was in the mountains so, so this is san vito yeah and they have the mountains and then i lived on top of one of the mountains literally on top of a mountain and uh oh. in a little tin shack and i just 
would sit there. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. That makes more sense as to. That was my home. Uh, okay, yeah. Tent shack on top of the mountains. And, wow. Yeah, the beautiful, just lush rainforests. I mean, just, you know, just the mountains and everything. Um, going mm. back, just gorgeous. But yeah. Sounds like just kind of a poor area, so it's like, very oh, she poor. needs something better, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where I was in the time, at the time of when I was being raised, uh, around me there was nothing. There was no hospitals, and there's in my record, it said there's no hospitals, no schools, no... Wow. And it went on and on. Like, literally, like, no one was around. And so, I, it was me and, you know, um, and, and many others just just there. Wait, so, so then there wasn't really any record to make when you, like the day you were born in the first place then i'm guessing really no no because um you know there you just have your children and then i think really the only record you have because you're staying in the mountains and you're just surviving like literally you're just looking for like to eat Mm -hmm. so a lot of them will have farms right and their life is very simple it's nothing like here (laughs) at all um and their number one thing is to get food you know and to to take care of themselves and clothe themselves um but yeah like it was, um, it was very simple, and we weren't wow. able to. We just, you know, didn't have anything around us. So, um, so when I got to, when they found me, then um, they took me uh, first to the nutritionist and then to uh, the orphanage. But that's where my parents had decided, oh, we want to be able to adopt more children, and they wanted some girls, um, from what I understand. Um, and so when they arrived, um, I already had uh, four brothers. They had four biological sons. Um, and so when they arrived, then um, <clears throat> they went to the orphanage, and, and they went to several orphanages, actually. Okay. And then they were able to arrive there and, and see me and um, request, you know, um, can, you know, can we be able to adopt her? And then they learned that I had a sister and brother. And they said, oh, can we take the two sisters in, in, in Costa Rica? Thankfully, the, the, the government and everything were like, no, we don't split up families. So you'll need to take all three. <laughs> so they're, okay. Well, that's you cool. Know. I like that. Oh, right? Like, I don't I, know I was about to ask that. you, did they separate you? Like, <laughs> yeah, such a big deal. You know, studying family studies and social work, like, um, I'm just a big believer in families being together and, you know, staying as much as you can to connect, connect mm. is, connection's huge, to um, to thriving, to staying so, alive. So how old was your sister and brother? Um, just a year apart. Okay, so there's okay. an older brother, a younger sister. Okay. And so, um, yeah, they were able to do that. Um, but they came on, the my adopted parents came on their own. They came to visit Costa Rica. They came to stay there. They came to research all the orphanages, to find ours, to make this decision, to do the paperwork, and then to um, go back to America by themselves and then to wait for the process of that being done then we could be able to arrive on an airplane and uh, so they had to like kind of like almost like ship you out they, they didn't come back or yeah like we're going to be gone but you're going to come to our family once you know they say the okay and the paperwork's done and if we get to be your family but we were ta- shown pictures and we were shown like the mm-hmm. process what might happen if you know the courts are like yeah we're going to grant you you know these children um and so that was great um but then they need to go back home you know because that's a process and it takes a while um but we did arrive on december 4th um and uh, about 1983 or 1980 something 81 um and uh yeah and that's pretty much this kind of scale of what they had to go wow. through and then we arrived all three of us good heavens it reminds me of uh one of my aunts <laughs> who uh uh inherited a you know 
the the hard time having babies gene or whatever uh, whatever you call that. <laughs> That's a really bad way to put it, but <laughs> and so they they uh, I think they had their two I think the two sons were natural, but they also adopted a little girl from Russia, mm. and. Yeah, like the, the process you described it, like from what I remember my, my mom telling me, it, it, it was similar. I'm like, that's like, like, you know, so, you know with, even with Colette and I, between discussions with us, it's like, you know, if we get to the point where, okay, let's adopt because we want kids, it's like, I mean, we're trying right now, but if we, if it was like, if we get to that point, mm-hmm. you know, looking up the process of what it's like to, you know, financially to do something like that, especially, I'm like, Okay. Well, right. Good good to be aware of this. This is a big deal. Great. Good to know. (laughs) Financial, emotional, mental. Does it go through? Is it going to work out? And then what do we do when they get here and and showing up? And oh my gosh, it's like, yeah, being in that space and learning more about it. You really learn the sacrifice. Yeah. Wow. So can you talk a little bit about your kind of your, after you got to the States, I'm guessing you were introduced to the church after that. Yeah, so my family were members of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, and so at age eight, I was baptized, um, you know, into the church, and so I was just, I was raised, uh, we're very active in the church, and I chose in my personal life to remain active, and so um, that's just been something that, yeah, I am so grateful for that's come into my life. Wow. And I'm guessing there's been, like, a whole lot of, I mean, maybe we can get into that in a little bit here, too, but, like, ups and downs of, like... I mean, anybody, in my opinion, who's doing it right is going to have some kind of a faith wall they're going to come to <laughs> at one or multiple points. <laughs> so I don't know. If, maybe we'll get to that a little bit here, too, when we go through you know, your personal experiences with your scriptures and whatever else. We... Yeah, especially when you're doing it right. I love how you say that. If you know, the listeners can you know, focus on when you're doing it right, it's not always like when you're doing it wrong or if you're not doing enough. Like It's when you're doing it right sometimes and when you're doing like being a great person you know that you get the tough stuff you can still get the trials you still get the learning you still get the growing mm-hmm. like no one no one's taken from that no one's yeah, yeah. they de- definitely need it though it's their finding process so that as we be, have those hard times we can I, say, I know you can talk about that but <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, if we choose to follow the lord and turn in and lean into him through those hard times then we come out more shiny. I don't know. <laughs> More like Christ. Is that the, you just reminded me of the, the part. I think it's in Moana, actually. The, 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 the present shiny. <laughs> yes, yes. I love but all the songs. But he isn't a good guy. But he is shiny. <laughs> yeah. He's a different kind shiny of shiny. for bad reasons. <laughs> well, we are refined by opposition. And so yeah, I yeah, am yeah, a yeah. huge believer in that everyone is purposeful in everything. And so, like, yeah, we have to have those things that are going to refine us into being shiny, which means we get to have the bad guy. (laughs) We, we get to have like all these things that don't make sense, aren't fair and are really hard. And I still, I still have them in my life. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised that all of us have something in our lives, but then, um, by that, how do we get really refined? How do we, there has to be something to prove yourself against, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah. for our listeners, by the way, the reason I got all excited about the Moana thing there was uh, before we started recording. You're we talking about how, uh, like, I had kind of looked up some some of the information to kind of get a background for uh, interviewing Anna today, and and I saw the go check this out too if you if you want to. It's kind of fun. This uh, what was it? Ther- cinema therapy. Cin- yeah, that's what it was. Cinema therapy. 
This, uh, it's on YouTube. Yeah, one of those. They, they got had her on for one of those, and I'm just like, they're talking about Moana, like with a lot of the uh, you know therapeutic principles taught in that movie. And so when Colette mentioned the Shining, I'm like, hey, that's for Moana too. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun because they'll choose. You can choose the movie, and then you talk on the subject. So to be able to have our show on Moana, I think I'd have a very hard time with it was that. Fun. And I think you know why, honey, because there's so like I'm a Marvel nerd, oh, right? Okay. And so it's like. Like, between Marvel and, like, dystopian stuff, like, you know, uh, what's the one, um, Divergent series, or even, like, Wrinkle in Time, uh, Interstellar, things like that, like, like which one would I even friggin' pick, like? <laughs> well, you oh, find man. gospel parallels in all of them. Yeah. yeah. And some have connections to your life, and some don't. Yeah. I think I've kind of become my dad in that respect. My dad used to be one of those people who was like, like my brothers and I actually, it was funny, we would tell my dad, I bet you can find something you can't relate to the gospel. He goes, eh, try me. Right? And so, you know, we'd come up with like crazy things like, uh, pigs flying, you know? Oh. Something weird. He's like, not on this planet, but there are other planets God made there might be. <laughs> and I'm like, and, the thing, and today, the, thing, the irony is, do the exact same thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, I'll wear it like a badge of honor, I guess. Like, <laughs> right, and why not see the gospel yeah. in all things? And that's one of the reasons, you know, Colette and I work out so well is because that like that first night where we kind of became a thing and we realized, oh, this needs to happen. You were talking about, you know, we're talking about gospel stuff after playing that game and I just looked in Colette's eyes and the more she talked about spiritual things and stuff, I was just like, <laughs> that's like instantly makes you like a thousand times more attractive like <laughs> absolutely so. Light of Christ. um okay so anything else about your background you want to share before we jump into this in your scriptures um that would relate no no I think yeah I think that's kind of the bit for cool. now yeah and feel free to bring any, else anything. Oh, hey, by the way, this reminds me of this. Yeah. <laughs> I do it all the time. Um, <laughs> so for our listeners, if you do want to write this down, and if you don't, either way, um, scriptures for this one. The first one is 2 Nephi 3, 2 through 4. Um, one of them at the end is going to be a repeat from other episodes, but obviously from a wonderfully different perspective with Anna here today. Um, next one is 1... Oh, one Nephi. I'll be fine. First Nephi. <laughs> uh, three, uh, three and twenty, and also verses five and seven. Or sorry, yeah, verses five and seven, and then Second Corinthians eight, twelve. Um, for a third, for Second Nephi three two through four. Is there anything you wanted to touch on before we go into questioning with you? Um. I hope I'm reading it right uh, to the, the, the For commanding truly. them in a dream to go to the wilderness or depart. Am I in the right one? First Nephi 2? Oh, second Nephi 2. Oh, second Nephi. Second Nephi, second Nephi 3, 2 through 4 is what I think you sent me. So I, I, I'll just, I mean, unless you want to, so one of us will read this just so you know, guys know where we're at. So it says, For behold, he, pr- he truly prophesied concerning his seed. Um, context for this is the house talking about Joseph, if I remember correctly. Uh, his descendant, um, and so again about Joseph and the prophecies which he wrote um, are they are not many greater. And he prophesied concerning us and our future generations, and they are written 
upon the plates of brass. Wherefore, after my father had made an end of speaking concerning the prophecies of Joseph, he called the children of Laman, uh, his sons and his daughters, and said unto them, Behold my sons and my daughters, who are the sons and daughters of my firstborn. I would that ye should give ear unto my words. For the Lord God hath said that, Inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper in land, and inasmuch as ye shall not keep my commandments, ye shall be cut off from my presence. Um, aside from the, you know, ever-repetitive keep the commandments prospering the land pattern in the Book of Mormon. I feel like these, you know, verses have a lot, kind of like there's a lot in there in a little bit, I think, about righteous family traditions. And I went, like like I said, I went and, went and took a look at the cinema therapy thing that you did. And there are a lot of, I think, good things in there that you guys talked about, by the way. Listeners, go and watch that video. It's super cool. Um, about balancing, like, one side, like branching off um, on our own, becoming our own person, you know, like Moana did. Um, and in relation to this discussion, becoming and doing specifically, you know, whatever unique mission God has for us, while still hanging on, uh, even rigidly, uh, to righteous family traditions. And I think um, sometimes that can create kind of a heavy burden mm-hmm. um, for those trying to balance the two. So having been adopted, um, was that ever an issue for you? And if, and second part, and if so, was there parts of that process of finding your mom and all that, um, you know, and, and like, and what came from that, that helped relieve that burden? Yeah. I mean, there was, uh, there was reflection, there was accomplishments, there was, um, distraction, there was opposition, <laughs> like there was everything, I think a bit of everything. And I think for me, God's like, why don't we try everything? <laughs> like there was, it just seemed like, like growing up, it, it wasn't a, let's focus on, I mean, focus on one thing here and there, but really it was just a number of things that he, uh, I mean, I honor that he is confident in me and could trust that I could go through those things. But yes, it was, it was absolutely a very real and defined up and down. Um, I needed to first focus on, um, at the age of three, I was adopted. So when I came to America, I had to take in, um, in my own mind, you know, as a child, uh, this new home and new family and a life that was very different than where I was um, culturally. And that was to me later formed as one world. So that was one world that I was in. And then as I, uh, and I was accepting of this world, right? And I also was accepting of the world yeah, I didn't know God yet. Um, I knew I was like brought into this gospel, and they started teaching me about Christ and teaching me about these these simple things. You know, you start simple, right? Like the Lord. Thankfully, we follow that same pattern in in the church or in our families. Start simply. You're not gonna like give everything to a two year old um, about the whole gospel. <laughs> you know, like let me give you the doctrine. You know, overwhelmed, like, a little too much. Um, but um, where did God come from? Well, let me talk yeah. about that. Like, <laughs> right? Which I actually have, so there's some people. Yeah. <laughs> we just start, you know, who is God, and right? With the who is Christ? No, no, not never with you. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, given it uh, simply first, I first um, naturally uh, was thinking about my my state. What state of being was I in? You know, um, because I didn't not I didn't know yet of I they, I just hear mentions of this Christ and of God. Right? I'm a little one. But when I then um, started focusing on that, I had this one world. Okay, so you're these strangers. <laughs> I have a new family, and you don't look anything like me. <laughs> and I thankfully I have my my siblings here. 
Um, but everything's different, how we spoke and, and the culture and everything. Um, and well, yeah, learning a new language even, too. Learning a new language, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I spoke very little Spanish, but um, I always heard Spanish, right? And so even if we're not even in that cult, in the culture practicing, it's, it's still, if it's around us, then, you know, we are hearing it, we're interacting with it. Um, and those senses weren't all there yet. Um, so there was this one world, and then as I grew older, about eight, nine, ten, you know, especially eight, like the mind is, you know, thankfully that's like not till eight that we're accountable, that we believe in our church. Um, but I felt like when I had been eight, nine, ten, it was kind of like this um, understanding more of God and everything. And so that started being introduced. Um, and, and as he got introduced, which is interesting, the opposition started. So this of course, because any time you right? any time you take off the devil, he's gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah, line by line, you know, precept by precept. And so I think he wanted to first be like here, here a little, there a little. Okay, here's your American family. Okay, now you're forming this world. Okay, you're gonna have some like some truths and some lies, <laughs> you know, because I was forming it the best I could. And then I, now I knew him better, and he's like, okay, now we're gonna form this and know the truths from that. Um, well, what kind of like when I was moving into knowing him and, and forming my own belief system. Um, now 11, 12, you know, you're going to those preteens. Um, I, I really just was, um, very connected to the fact that God, uh, was a, a very good God, but, um, that I didn't fully understand why life goes the way it does, why it's hard or why, um, we don't get answers. And so that was a big thing for me. Um, but then also like, why am I in this world? Because now that I knew him, Things were stirring in my mind. Um, he was pulling things from places that I wasn't aware of, um, and I like, started like thinking in the about back of your Costa Rica. Just... Well, I had I just you know how we like my belief is that with the Holy Ghost, when He brings something to you, He'll bring it to the forefront of your mind, and that's when you know that it's most important. You'll also be able to understand it through repetition, so it'll be repeated. And so I would continuously get these things come to the forefront of my mind. And now they would be about my homeland. They'd be about Costa Rica. They'd be, because my whole life it's like, okay, where is mom? Okay, what is Costa Rica? But now I'm really like, no, wait, hold on. I am from another country. Like, I want to do something about this. It wasn't just, this is where I came from and I'm going to yeah. accept Like, like memories of childhood coming and it's like, they're fuzzy. Wait, let's make this clearer, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when someone's just turning that dial, like, okay, you know, this is kind of fuzzy, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's clear it up. But um, those things became clear, and now I'm starting to form this world, uh, this other world of Costa Rica. Like, wait, hold on. The reality is, and my mind had to somehow understand, conceptualize, um, I have another family on another continent. <laughs> like, yeah. like, wait, wait, I have another family somewhere else, and another mom and another world and a different culture. Like, wait, I was Spanish and Costa, like, it's just because I was practicing a mm-hmm. very American, uh, culture. you know, English culture and, uh, with white people. Um, and I literally saw myself that way. Like I never, and to this day, I don't see color. Like I don't see differences. I don't, which see is a race. good thing. Yeah. It's amazing blessing. I'm glad the Lord gave that yeah. to me, it's but I understand there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and so there goes, there goes, there, there introduces knowing God and then realizing, oh man, you're going to have me 
you're going to have me now understand what is in opposition to what I know now. Okay, so I have this family, but what's this over here, you know? And I think that's what really got me on my path of, um, you know, like like Nephi, um, like God does, you know, like I'm going to I'm going to slowly introduce you to something that you need to start um, recognizing and that you need to start growing from. Um, and so, yeah, I started from those two worlds, and those were my questions. And um, where do I fit? Where my identity pretty much got split. Because I did not know where to identify myself. Um, and if I identified with both, then I was like, okay, can I be satisfied that I'm both? Or am I even any of these? But, um, you know, fast forward and now today, obviously, for, for me, uh, identifying with any of those um, were actually absolute from um, the bottom line was knowing and learning from all of this was that I was a child of God. And really, that's all that the Lord and that the Lord worries about us is us knowing that we are children of God, right? And that's that's what we should most worry about and never forget, because that's what um, we are tempted to forget. Um, but um, yeah, it was, it was a struggle between those two worlds. But to say and hear the Lord say, "Go and do, go and seek," but continually seek Me. Now I'm starting a road of like opposition. I was like, okay, you want me to follow you, but this over here is really hard that I am like seeking and I don't know if I even want to know, but I want to know. He said, so what do you want to know? I said, well, I'd like to know what's my country like and what happened. You know, that kind of like feeling you get, like you want to know, but you don't want to know. Yeah, because it's like, I want to know, but wait, 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 what if it's bad? So I cry unto him, but then I'm like, and I don't know, though. But I'll cry unto you, and then, but I, you know. (laughs) I'm picturing that, like a little kid, (laughs) like, like, getting ready to touch something, and they pull back, and then they go, and then they pull back, and then it's like, finally, it's like. And they really want to do it, but they don't. Yeah. And you're just like, no, you really want this. And you're like, well. Um, And I think that's where the Lord's patient, too, right? Especially with Nephi and in the scriptures, he's. He's extremely patient with us. Again, we're children of God. There's a reason why you're a child of God. He, you know, he doesn't say it any different. Um, sometimes we we act we are the child. We act like the child. And that's 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 okay because the Lord wants us to follow Him, be as children, right? Um, but yeah, it was interesting. So I, I do have I did have to learn um, those two worlds in opposition. The opposition came where now I'd have to recognize that some hurts happened some understandings that I didn't know um, I'd have to go seek and find and did I want to return to my country did I want to find out a record did I want to do I want to go on the search and and do I after receiving it am I going to be okay receiving it am I going to accept what's going to be told to me and who's this birth mother who is she and will I be accepting of her and and I have feelings that are um, you know all sorts of feelings sad and happy and mad and irritated and frustrated and you know it just was um it was so much at that point but every 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 single time and every single night or every time I broke down and cried every time I came home from school um and I was kind of like a very quiet person I kept a lot of things to myself I suffered within um but thankfully you know my suffering I always I always invited God I always invited Christ into my room and said you know I'm going to do this but um 
I need you to just listen, you know? They're really good at that, so I could always turn to them. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite a fiasco to go and do at the same time, believe and trust in God, and, and then <laughs> and accomplish, you know? And that's the next course. It's like, what am I going to do to accomplish this? Wow. So you go down there um, 14 days. If I remember right, 14 if I remember days. Correctly, 14 days 14. with only a name. A name. Literally, so the name of my birth mother. I did have the name of the lady from the orphanage, but the name that I would need is the name of my birth mother. Um, and the whole... Um, in order to find anything, we needed another name. And that would come from records. It had to come from the records. Um, and that would be my the name of my city. I actually had no idea what city I was from. I couldn't even say San Vito uh, until my my mission was done. Wow. I couldn't. I didn't know. I had no idea. Where'd you serve? Um. So I mean, like as mission as in. Oh okay okay. Me. I was like yeah. Wait, wait, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. So for me, you know, if I'm called to do something, I call. You know, we have. I believe we have several missions in life. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Wow. So you went down there with a name. Like, how, how did that happen? With, like, <laughs> I, I'm curious. Like, I, how does that happen? Well, I, I'm just like you go there with a name. I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot of stuff to dig through, and yeah, there is. And you would see, you would normally know with, and this is what I love about Nephi, and I love about like, can I obey to go into a place, into a wilderness, into seeking something? Um, go find my freedom or go find my records or whatever it is and um, and still not rely on my own thinking. So, like, in my own thinking, like, okay, so would I need to attain all this? Would I have to go through records? Would I have to go through papers? How much time do I need with the government? Where do I even find the government? You know, like, all this stuff. Thankfully, I have that time in my life. <laughs> and the Lord covered all that. He's just like... That's awesome. Um, by the time I was age um, eight, uh, 18, I moved out. And then it was at age uh, 21 um, that the Lord would now introduce what this would mean. Like, if you're going to choose this and you want to go back. Um, and he knew it was always in my heart. And I had always asked for it. Um, he knew um, that this was the time for himself. Now, I didn't know quite yet because I was always told whenever I pray for it, he would say, uh, wait a little longer, wait longer that was my answer right like sometimes we'd say we think we're not getting answers and now i'm a believer that an answer is sometimes to wait like mm -hmm. that will be your answer oh my <laughs> like, gosh yeah the is, number yeah. yeah the number of times like, soon. Feels like soon yeah another one of those terms like soon, soon. Like, like in the chosen <laughs> where the number of times Jesus is like soon yeah. could mean so many things i'm like oh my right? gosh right like the, the number of times i've been Canada where oh this will happen just just wait just wait a little while it's like what's a little while yeah. And find, you know, ten years later, Lorraine <laughs> passes, and I come back down here. She helps me find Colette, and it's like, that's what she meant. Yeah. Oh, got it. I mean, a little information sooner would have been helpful, but then, you know, I told some of my Uber passengers, like, I think if someone had told me exactly what I needed to wait for, I would have been like, eh, you're crazy. I'm not going <laughs> to let Lorraine die. That's not going to happen. Never. Yeah. I promised her I wouldn't. I, I would have said that to him because mm -hmm. she made me promise. No matter how artificially or hopeless it seems, like, mm -hmm. I'm artificially alive, you keep me alive. End of story. Until, what do I, I call her my Canadian mom now, Amelia Julian, until she was like, yeah, you promised her that, but did you pray about that one? 
did she just ask you to do it, or did you pray about this? Is what does the Lord want for her? Mm-hmm. Did he? Did, does he want that? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. that's a good point. I'm like, oh, okay. Call people. You guys better come up here because as soon as you all say your goodbyes, we're cutting off life support. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. It's like, yeah. So. Yeah, he he really does. The Lord is aware, and he he asks us to believe in his will and his timing it's, it's just it, it's it, I love that he pulls us so I love did I say the word love wow he's really changed me over time but I love how he pulls us so thin so thin to so close to him that we can we're barely holding on in the world but we're putting like everything in him like we're pulled so thin I can't do it anymore I I cannot do one more cry at night. I can't think of this subject anymore. You know, like, not more one more thought. Not one more cry. Not more one more. This world, this is what it gives me. Like, this is what, yeah. this is reality. This is about being mortal, right? Wow. And I love how the Lord just draws you thin. But he says when, you know, you are drawn that thin, when you're asked to go somewhere with me, that means you leave this world. You, you leave those yeah. things. And the mind would be, the mindset was, right, like, to think, Oh, I need to accomplish this and this and this with the paperwork. No. No, that's not how it went. It went, I am here, and when I call for it and the work's done and the record has to be handed to you, it will be handed to you. But I didn't get that until later in the story. And so when I was eight, when I was 21 and the time came to um, go, I know I could not um, doubt it for, uh, I could not doubt what he was bringing at the time. Because I had gone through a few more years, and I went into my later years after uh, teenage years, graduating. Um, and I eventually, um, I didn't lose um, faith, but I lost some hope in in this happening, in going back, and going back to my country, and finding my birth mother. Because I'm guessing by then you, there's like so much preparation you had done, and then wait a minute, was all this for what? Like you know. Yeah. yeah. And can it be done was one of my huge things, is like... I, I didn't travel yeah. a lot. I never traveled. I never had left the country. And so, to me, it was a huge thing. Like, where am I going to get, and, and where's the money, and how am I going to get there? How am I going to get around? And I couldn't even learn the language. I actually took a Spanish class, because I thought this will help me. I can at least learn the language. And I um, got, like, a D. Like, I couldn't even learn my own language. Like, I, I took a Spanish okay, class. I can, I can honestly relate to that. I, <laughs> like, in high school, I took two years of Spanish. Yeah. Okay, so on my mission, you might find this funny, on my mission papers, they ask, you know, A, what languages do you know, if any, and B, if you had a choice, where would you want to go? I I wonder if they focus on those two parts of my papers, because I had said I took Spanish in high school, I got mostly good grades in high school except Spanish, I couldn't pull above a C, I just, mm-hmm. even like a low, I couldn't do it. And so I said that, and then I said, okay, well, if I had a choice of where I wanted to go, like, if I, like, die on my mission, like... <laughs> I like. I think I prefer to freeze to death than boil. So I thought, okay, Canada. So I got the call back, and it said Canada, Toronto West. I'm like, what did the prophet do? Just be like, uh, yeah, he's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? Oh, what do you do? Man. Yeah. So I. That's exactly how mine was. It was the calling, and like I said, I call it as uh, one of my missions. And awesome. I walked out one day from my apartments, and I went to go get mail. I was just going to get my mail <laughs> and getting my mail because I was a very habitual person, go to work, or get my mail, go to the gym, go to work. Um, and I had lost already hope in, in doing this because it, it, it really blew my mind to have it done. And then every time I asked, the Lord said, wait. And I just, 
you know what, Lord, it's in your hands, and I, I just can't do this anymore. Like, it's so painful, you know? So anyways, um, I'm now 21, I walk out, and that's where someone enters my life and introduces himself as a Costa Rican. He had served his mission in Costa Rica. He had wow. gone back to Costa Rica. He had met his birth mother in Costa Rica. Oh, and um, he pretty much says that he lives a city away. And we find out through, I, we don't probably have time here, but basically through an entourage of things that our parents knew each other through the adoption agency. Oh, wow. And to put it quickly, um, I literally met this person on the grass while I was getting my mail. He recognized me. He looked over and waved me down and just asked me, are you, are you Tika? So they call us Tika and Tico as nicknames in Costa Rica. And I said, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm Tico. And he introduced himself. And from there on, from then on, um, that's when um, he had just uh, said, hey, what do you think? Like a couple weeks later, he said, what do you think about if I helped you find your birth mother? And we went back because I'm going to go back with my companions. Would wow. you like to join? Your sister does going to love this, honey. Because <laughs> her, her sister's a professional genealogist. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I've, yeah. She, she was actually in charge of the uh, South America and Central America uh, records. Really? For a while. Yeah. Wow. I need to get a hold yeah. of her for more records then. Yeah. She, she's got experience with a whole bunch of, like, what was that project they had? Was it Cuba? Haiti. Or, uh, Haiti, yeah. There's a they project. They got all of it digitized and oh my then God. They, they had the kind government of a... says, no, you can't do it. And then the temple <gasps> goes in and they're like, just kidding, you can do it. Oh my, yeah, that's, that's they come exactly back and say, we're sorry, goes. we'd like you to help us with yeah. it. And, and then doesn't, here's the more. doesn't, yeah. Welcome to life. Yeah, yeah wow. that's the process of refining. I think she talked about that's that cool. on the episode we did with her. Yeah, and, and the thing is, as you were talking there, I, I just, over and over again, it, I was like, that is just so perfect timing because <laughs> you mentioned that on a day, like, like when you go through all that. <laughs> it's it, never it, when you expect. It, it, it brings you to a point, I think, where you find out, like, kind of like the shirt Colette's wearing today. <laughs> it was a Christmas present for our oh, listeners. No. It says, I'm all in. Yeah. With, you know, the... the she believed she could, so she. I love that. Yep. So right. She, yep. She, she could, so she did. We're both wearing shirts. Like we can do this. <laughs> Girl power. That's awesome. But you know, like I thought, you know, with everything you were saying there, like those are one of those times where you find out whether or not you're all in. You find out very oh. quickly. Oh goodness. How all in you are, and like when you mentioned stretching the fit, I, I, like I said it before we started this interview, like my visual imagination is not very vivid, but I had this very vague go figure picture in my head when you said that it's being stretched thin of like kind of us like forming like a thin film or mm. like around this ball of quote unquote the savior you know mm. and having his light shine through every last speck of us because we're so thin mm. and it's like oh there's I, I picture this and there's this like this sanctifying influence it's just kind of whoosh, over yes. I'm like stretch it's like the imagery I'm like that is where did that come from on my brain that's okay that, that's I, I, I don't know, for some reason when you said stretch thin, I'm like, yeah, but then you could become more transparent and see if you can shine through you more. Oh, and I'm like, I, I'm not good at imagery. Where did that image come from? Great. I'm glad she mentioned it. <laughs> you do oh, it with I dough, too. With like, what? When you're making legit bread, not in a bread maker. Mm-hmm. Coming um, from the you master. To, you, you get it to the point where you can, when you stretch it out, you can literally almost see through it. Mm-hmm. And then it's ready to go in the... Coming from my like master in the kitchen of a wife, that's <laughs> fantastic analogy. I love. The okay, listeners, remember that one. 
from the from the wise mouth of Colette, Lynn Pulsifer. <laughs> if you're stretched thin, it means that you can see more clearly the Savior. Stretched thin, transparent, you know. Yep, yep. Actually, reminds me of also one of uh, Lorraine's favorite songs, um, which, when I was going through the middle of addiction, it kind of got me depressed because you know my mind's not thinking clear back then. Mm-hmm. And part of the lyrics, uh, I think I, I, don't, I don't know if you know this one, "A Window to His Love." I don't think so. Of that one. I'm have to write that but that was one of her favorite songs because. Some of the lyrics, and you can see why this might depress me when back then, some of the lyrics said, um, uh, and it, what was it, every passing year I want to disappear mm. um, and, you know, become so you know, visible that, you know, so clear that I become a window to his love right there, or something like that. You know, oh, back yeah. then my I mind was like... that would definitely... Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, it was like I hate this song. I want you and then disappear? Like, no, no. I already feel like I'm invisible. Yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> you know and then later on, it's like, oh, they don't actually mean disappear. What they right. mean is they just. And I was telling, actually telling, Col- yeah, I was telling you, like you, I was talking about this a few days ago. We're like, you know, up in Canada, people sometimes would tell me, you know, you, you, you that's, yeah. Sometimes I seemed like I was a bit of an attention hog. Like you're always do want to get you know talking and talk, 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 wanting attention. I'm like, and, and then I, sometimes when they would, you know, let me explain, like give me enough time to explain why I was like that, I went to explain to people, yes, I want attention. Of course I want attention, but not because of me. Mm-hmm. I want it so I can redirect it to the Savior. And the more people's attention I have, the more hearts I can help change. Like, that's why I want the attention, not because me, 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 mm-hmm. you know? It's so it gives me more opportunity to serve more people if they're noticing, and I can turn them to Christ. Like that's why I wanted the attention, and not few people gave me the time of day to explain that. And so, yeah, totally love it. So I'm I'm curious, and this this will lead into my next question for you. Once you found your mom, um, you know, kind of in connection with the whole, was it the engraving upon on the plates of plates of brass? In the next scripture I'll mention here. Like, like the record of our our family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm guessing some of your book is based on, you know, this is some of the record of my people in a nutshell, or, or is that included in there? Or? Yeah, so my the basis of my book is the record of my own, um, uh, me being born, me, my experience, and so it's a piece of my record, right? Like in the scriptures you say, oh, this is a book of Mormon right now, right? Mormon's right, yes. right? And then the next part of the record is about uh, my birth mother and uh, what the state had recorded. And so I do have a few pages in my book about uh, what was the record previous to this? What was the record of my, 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 my parents and of the story that happened? What was she going through? Um, they did it, thankfully, uh, I don't think it was by accident. They were able to find her wandering in the streets and, and they brought her in and they did a full interview on her. A full interview of everything that happened. Um, they not only did that, they did a full interview of what uh, every detail was when the state came in to get us and what that looked like, every direction, and to the T, to how they drove in and how long it took to get to the shack and how what, what they passed. They, I mean, to the T, like, what they literally passed, like, what trees and bridges and, like you know, like water. Sorry, sorry, make sure I'm understanding you right. You're, this is your birth mom or your adopted parents? This is my birth mom. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I returned, and to find her, these are what now you know, the record of the state was. And so her, I put wow. that also in the book. So it's like a number of records from different people, but it's also introduced with my own personal record of what I've gone through, right? Gotcha. So, I'm, it, so it's uninteresting how it's so similar. Yeah. I realized writing it, it was so similar to the Book of Mormon that it was so important that they each add their own record. 
But they're also adding the record of their parents, you know. So Lehi will write the record of the family, but then Nephi will write of his experience with his father. But he'll return to his personal experience, like, this is how I feel about it. But he'll always return back to, this is what my father did. The back and forth, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like, you know, finding the record is interesting in writing a record. So I'm guessing in a lot of that, there was, um, like, learning new, maybe fun, maybe not so fun things, I'm guessing, about your... The birth ancestry and traditions from Costa Rica and whatnot. And... Yeah, um, it wasn't as much culturally, thankfully, because I was learning enough in America, <laughs> all the culture stuff. It was hands-on, literally yeah. living it out. But I'm glad because it was a different perspective as far as Costa Rica. It was, one, a spiritual perspective. Awesome. Um, and my American experience, of course, was spiritual. But this was of a, 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 a miraculous um, it had to be based on miracles. It had to be a miraculous learning, not just of a learning. Because we can have a learning. We all do. But there are times in our lives that we're, we'll have a miraculous learning. Um, is it necessary at, at times? It is. And that was my prayer, is that I ha- I was calling upon a miracle. I said, Lord, I am calling upon a miracle. And so when you give me this in well, the to will, done that. <laughs> this miracle, you know, let it be. Um, and so, like, meeting this guy... Once that happened and he explained that, come back, and we went back, and then finding her, when we went back, um, when I had me make that decision, do you want to go back, like you said, are you all in? That was when the Lord, it's funny when he speaks, because it had been a time, but then he's like, I'm back! And then he spoke and said, remember and recall, right, frontal mind, as the Holy Ghost brings to your remembrance, you asked for this. Now, and he still gave me accountability, he gave me choice, do you want to go? And I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's like, and then I realized, well, what are you holding before me? And he's like, I am holding your miracle. Do you want it? I'm showing you a miracle. Like this guy Mm -hmm. is going to do everything for you. It's paid for. You've talked with your parents. You've done this and this and this. Do you want to go? And it's funny because even when everything is given to us, it doesn't necessarily mean we're always ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. And it's like, it's like I was telling you that the most is when you don't, you're not planning on it, and when you're doing the most, like, minimal or, like, weird thing, like, I went and got my mail, like, in yeah, the middle yeah. of my normal day, you know? Um, but that was the day that he said, um, this is the time to get on your knees and to pray and make this decision. And so, anyways, going back to there and um, the idea of getting the record and everything was another. Um, so what I learned on uh, going back, coming up to the point where, okay, now we're going to try to find mom or, you know, my birth mother, um, the record was really important um, that I was feeling very strongly, you must attain the record. And I'm like, okay. Go get the plates out first, of First, I didn't believe I could get to this country, you know. And second, I didn't even know if I could, you know, I can't even speak the language. I mean, out of my weakness, I was like, I failed you. I failed you. I mean, how many times that Nephi and Sam and, you know, Lehi, probably from Lamb and Lemuel, they felt that way. They both all, re- I mean, they all responded differently to that. But I love how Nephi and Sam respond because they're like, hey, like, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to believe that's going to happen. But there was little offered. And I, um, but he said, I remember the Lord saying at one point in, in that journey, he said, I gave him who's helping you the ability to translate for you. He knows the language. And why did I give that to you? And I'm like, I don't know, because it would have helped if I have Spanish. And he's like, you wouldn't have. He's like, because then you would not hear my voice 
Because he speaks to, yeah. Was because it I'd be so worried yeah. about the language. I'd be so worried about, I think, am I saying this right? Am yeah. I, am, I, am I even, like, asking the people right what I want? He's like, you don't have to worry about it, that. It's like I need an, you to listen to me. It's a, is it Jacob 4, where he says, the Spirit speaketh to man according to his own understanding, right? Yes. So, yeah. I love that. Yes, so, yeah, it was very important to reach that point. Um, and from the records, that was the next goal, um, is to find those and thankfully the state and everyone had kept a record and what should have really been at least six weeks just to get into an appointment and um probably a couple times back because like here you can't just go get your records whatever you want there was no id shown there was nothing um we just showed up to an office and talked with the lawyer that i was referred to and in that moment within about five minutes she she also in the first place did not want to help us it was on her lunch break because she was, she was very upset that we were not making an appointment. You make appointments six weeks out. And then um, the Lord told me to pray. And uh, again, what I mean by not just this is your miracle, the Lord taught me that I am going to ask you to call on miracles. For me to proceed and for me to give, you must call on me. And I'm like, okay. So he every time I had to pray, I had to call on the next miracle. So I said, Will you, I mean, you deliver her into my hands the things that she knows she wow. needs to be doing. And so within five minutes after being so frustrated with us and kicking us pretty much out of her office um, to attain the record, she turned around and she walked towards us. And I get the biggest chills every time. But she, she looked in my eyes and she's like, and like her whole countenance just changed. And she's like, you need this record. This is for you. And... And I have to do this for you. You are not leaving here without your records. You will get the full thing and we'll print them out right now. I mean, with five minutes. And and, and so she led me wow. up. And I got it. That's where, that's where I, I just understand that. I mean, I, that I, process I, is so important. Oh, my gosh. Like, it, that's like a much, much more impressive version of something that... <laughs> like, okay, so when I got back to the States, I'll just make this a little brief, but... Um, coming back with no assets, no resources, no nothing, right? Except for like, you know, okay, I had the deposit from Lorraine's when she moved into the, the building we were living in. You know, if she passed, I got the deposit back, and somebody did a GoFundMe, and I didn't didn't ask for it. I'm like, okay, great, thanks. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, and p- people bringing stuff to the funeral and for Lorraine, and I mean, that's all I had, and I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, you know, certain things money can't do. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, how am I going to get a car? How am I going to get a job? How am I going to get a place to live with no credit history, no nothing? I've been out of the country for 10 years. How is this legally going to happen? <clears throat> and you'll see why I say far less impressive than what you just said, but I'm at the DMV. I had just come back from signing a lease in in uh, Vineyard, just, mm-hmm. just up from here. <clears throat> and um, I just got hired a few days before. Um, <clears throat> it was a few days after. It was like within a few days of each other, I had gotten, you know, signed on for a job for, okay, I'm going to be moving back here soon. Okay, so great. You start the job that day. I told the guy, the guy I signed the lease for, I'm going to be moving in this day. It was like, you know, a few days before I started the job just to get everything settled in and everything. I go to the DMV to get my license after I got the car. <clears throat> and by then, because I'd signed the lease, I had changed my Wells Fargo address on the app mm. to Vineyard. It still had the old address on there from Delta. Colorado, but I mean, there was that and my social security card that came in the mail that had to, you know, get that back. Um, 
I almost said social insurance, but that's Canada. <laughs> um, and so, I th- okay, I have this letter from social insurance that's a proof of address. I hope they take this at the bank as proof of address. But the, the, but the, the first they said there was, but it doesn't say that's current. It says it's your old address. It's the need two current proof of address. And they they they're hemming and hawing like we can't take that. I'm like, well, what else am I gonna do? I have a job. I have a, I have to drive up there. Like, I need this license, right? And similar thing. Like, like I said, far lesser scale, but I feel like the Lord and Lorraine were just like telling, maybe telling them the same thing that they probably told, you know, this lady that you talked to. Just, just do it. Mm-hmm. They, they need this. They need it now. Need it now. So the lady's like, you know what? It's in Colorado. Just give it to them. I'm like, um. oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. You know, it just, and there's a lot of things like that that happened. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can... Uh-huh. Really, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. He just, he's like, no, I'm going to give the this Lord to you. Are you going to follow through? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. The Lord is good, and he, he works through many, and he works through a lot that we wouldn't even assume. Um, he breaks all the boundaries. He breaks all the rules, the laws here of, of laws of our minds of thinking, oh, it has to be this way, or it can only, we can only accomplish this much. <laughs> And it's like, oh, I'm going to have this much paperwork. Or I have to go through this much stuff. And he's like, you didn't even have to go through one sheet of paperwork. You didn't have to do anything. Like, yeah. all you had to do is show up, show up to an office and be literally go upstairs and be handed a warm 80 page record. <laughs> you know? That kind of reminds me of how, how, how you felt when uh, I got that letter from <laughs> Slick about the, the award. Like, wait a minute. We don't have to. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like so, I, I, I like I just said I started at Slick. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, we're gonna. There's you know, FAFSA doesn't look like they're gonna be any help. All they want to do is offer us a loan. We don't need another more debt. No, thank you, please. And so we thought, okay, well, we're just gonna work extra hard, work our butts off, and try and pay this out of pocket. And we, we know we, we can do it. And, and then because we thought that's all FAFSA was gonna do, offer us a loan. And then I get an email like, is it four days ago now? That says uh, you've been awarded a. a what do they call it? They call it a needs-based cash award. I'm like, mm. okay, that's kind of vague. What does that mean? <laughs> so I call the school. Like, oh yeah, you have eighteen hundred dollars of your tuition covered. I'm like, wait, oh. that's like most of it. Seriously? Oh. And we had already paid the first month installment of it. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. So technically, when they apply this award, we'll be considered overpaid because we just paid the first month's thing, and that's going to cover. Oh my gosh, we're going to get money back. It's like the same thing. Like the Lord's like, no, no, no. You don't need what you think you need to accomplish this. Exactly. I'm going to put in here more than you... Yeah. It always gives more. Always. Always more. There's, you know, faith in that, right? And there's work in that. Um, And I think a lot of it is showing up um, in that process and just showing up, you know, like he says, faith (laughs) of a mustard seed. But I think also just showing up, you know, with faith um, to where we have to show up is, is really important. So, yeah, he, he knew that I needed one thing. One thing, most importantly, was to even have this 14-day journey to be purposeful. Um, if so I wanted to find my birth mother. It was two weeks? Down and... 14 days, that's it. Or you go home to America, and then you pay to come back and do oh, it all over okay. again. <laughs> so, like, play for the So you, you returned to him 14 days later. Because we were, like, staying with someone. Like, it was just, <laughs> everything was, help us. So it wasn't a, like a complete luxury here. It was just, um, you know, we have this chance. Let's do it. Um, 
and you know when you don't have a plethora of uh, of uh, financials or, or support, or, you know, you're kind of like, which the Lord is fully aware of, right? He's like, this probably happened once, so now you're gonna really, really going to want to rely on me. <laughs> but wow. we got um, most importantly, what we wanted was the name to the city of my city, because then we could find mom. We could see, well, does she still live here? Did is she still alive? You? We need to know what city she was even in. Like, where was I born? I didn't even know what city I was born in. And so, when I looked at the papers, it said the city. Sorry, did, did you? I forget. Did, I don't know if you said this. Did your siblings come with you, or was it just? Yeah. So my siblings had come with oh, okay, me when okay. the adoption went through. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So we were all in the orphanage. No, I mean, like when you came back. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. When we came back when to you came, for your when fourteen you, days, did yeah. your siblings go with you? I went just myself. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It was a journey that was just. Yeah. It was me meeting this guy, and then we had. Um, wow. Gone with his companions, so it was how, a very individual journey. How did your brother and sister feel about that? Um, mind blown. I mean, for anyone to, I mean, they had thought about it on themselves. You know, like, oh, what if you know they had a number of things going on in their lives, but yeah, they're just like, oh, okay, you oh, know. Wow. <laughs> and we kind of all had our own lives at the same time, so um, we're all busy. And I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna do this. Like, this is something that I've wanted to do my whole life. You know. Wow. So. So yeah. I. Kind of, well, I, sorry, my mind just, this is really, really awesome story. And there's so much, I, I can see why you picked the scriptures you did. <laughs> um, I want to jump in for a second, if it's okay, to the next one. First Nephi 3, um, verses 3 and 20. Um, I'll just read those for our listeners. Or Actually, do you want to? Oh, sure. So, for behold, Laban has the record of the Jews... And also the genealogy of my fathers. And they are engraven upon the plates of brass. Verse 20. <clears throat> and let's see. And also that we may preserve unto them the words which have been spoken by the mouth of the holy prophets, which have been delivered unto them by the spirit and power of God, since the world began even down to this, unto the, this present time. So I, okay, so preserving righteous family traditions. I, I mean, I could talk for a long time about this because, like, my great-great-great-great-grandfather, baptized Wilfred Woodruff, um, like, like, we have one of those families, you know. In fact, at the wow. temple, uh, by the way, last night at the temple when I was going out of the dressing room, mm-hmm. or, no, do I sorry, just as we were going into the endowment ceremony, the, okay. the guy who I was walking by going, like, you know, getting my name checked off, going to get the, the name for the, the session, um, He's like, Pulsifer, I'm related to a Pulsifer. Are you related to Zara? I'm like, uh, yes. My great, 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 great grandfather. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm related through both of my parents' lines. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, so if I had time, I'd stay here and be like, how are we related? Let's figure this out. They're 10th, 15th cousins, something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyways, the reason I, I, you know, talk about like, you know, family traditions, I mean, both Colette and I come from families where, you know, certain parts of our lineage are just chock full of patterns that, we, you know, just both cling to. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you talk for a bit about, you know, something specific, or more than one, if you want, um, that's been passed down in your family, a, you know, adoptive or birth or, or, or both, whatever you want, um, that's something that's freed or empowered you to establish, you know, this adopted for change uh, empire, can I call it that? <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that you've got going. Like, could you talk for a bit about that? Um, something that's been handed down from my, my... Either side. 
either yeah. side. Yeah. Of Adoptive the or birth family. family. That's, yeah, that's kind of helped empower you to establish this. Yeah, I'll call it an empire. Sure. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, like honestly, the the knowledge of not knowing that there was a God and not knowing that things could come to pass, and then being in a family where I was taught there is a God and that things can come to pass in opposition of that, right? Like these two op- polar opposites were so what drove me. Like handing that down was probably that knowledge um, was probably what drove me to create Adoptive for Change, to to create a mission and to create um, um, an understanding for people to learn from that, you know, again, they're a child of God, there is a God, that things happen for a purpose, and and, and it was, it would, literally was um, my belief in God, like, there was a lot of things that transpired, and I had my needs met, like, family, and clothes, and food, and all these things, but I would have none of that, I wouldn't be having these two worlds, I wouldn't be having this learning, if it wasn't for not knowing that there that there is a God, and um, that I didn't know there was a God, like, there was nothing, you know, I to me, probably previously, you know, I wasn't taught that. I didn't know. Um, but um, it was awesome to see how that journey and then me creating Adopted for Change. Um, and it's not just for adopted kids. It's not targeted at just adopted change. My, my purpose is to create change within, to be free from thyself in <clears throat> him. Because when we're free from ourself, not just from ourselves, but in him, then we get to sit with him. We get to be in him always. And so we are always perfected. We're always made perfect in Him. And I want people to feel that. I want them to feel that their change within them means something. And it's purposeful. And what they have to go through is, is good for them. Even though it's so hard. And sometimes it's, it's just excruciating for, I'm sure, many of our listeners, too, like that have gone through things. Um, but the Lord has been through, you know, He says, I send my son to experience all those things. He, had, he he's, has a knowing already. He's already been yeah. there. And that's why he can bring forth, bring forth things. So I love, yeah, I love that mission. My example is wow. is honestly them, is, is the gospel. And, I, and I love that you mentioned there um, the, the whole, like, freedom from yourself in Christ specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a, like, most of the reason why I started this podcast was because coming out of addiction, I was like, you know, the only way to really be, like, as the Book of Mormon teaches, free from our sins, you know, what does it say? He's, he's, Christ is there to free you from your sins, not in your sins, because mm-hmm. that's impossible. He, he can't, even he can't do that. He cannot free you in your sins because sin equals bondage. End of story. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, when you say like, the idea of freedom really only comes through Christ. Like, to put it another way, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually saying in a, a discussion with uh, one of my classes at Slick um, about this, like this song. I, you know, one of the, the class projects is to write you know, write a song that's about something that means something to you by the end of the semester, by the end of the class. And I picked this idea of, you know, every time I find another degree of that freedom through Christ, for me personally, it's like I want to just shout it from the rooftops and have that message just written everywhere. And that's, by the way, the name of the song I, for now that I've. <laughs> picked for that class is because you know the more places and more people's hearts that you have that truth written in um the more you're going to find freedom from anything freedom to do anything you know Mm -hmm. so i I just i love that you mentioned that 
Thank you. So good. Yeah, it's wonderful to be able to know we can have that. Um, and we're continuously doing, we're continuously turning to him, we're continuously, because we have many opportunities, many missions, many purposes, many things to continuously come unto him, you know, which I think is a refining thing. It's, it, we are here to be refined. And it will be, it will be, he promised us, it will be by opposition, it will be by temptation, it will be by trial. But if it's through me, then you will be saved. Like, there's just no other way. Yeah. Um, as long as uh, as long as through me, there's only one path in my in my um, power. You know, and I love how it said in three uh, Laban, like um, for behold, Laban hath the record of the Jews and also the genealogy of my forefathers, and they're engraved upon the plates of brass. It doesn't matter who has something that we need or where it is or what it's going to take to accomplish it. Like the Lord is already aware of who's holding it and, and who is, is in possession of, right? He's like, this is where it is. And even he knew the state was going to record what they had. It was very good that they recorded the city where my mom is now so I could go into that city, right? Um, and then he, when he finishes his, um, especially in 20, I have to give that glory to him um, always, is the fact that he says that, that these things are preserved unto them, the words which I have spoken, um, by the mouth of his holy prophets. Now, this is the part I love, which have been delivered unto them by the spirit and the power of God. So that we're continuously always knowing that. This knowing, you finding what you had in your life, me finding what I had in my life, the listeners, whoever's found something in their life, that it is by that love of God. And we believe, and I believe, well, at least for me, I believe that. It was by the spirit of God. That, every, every good thing comes from him. Yeah, that yeah. brings us to him and we give that glory to him we give that everything we found um to him you know since since the world began right i know you have certain parts in your life that echo that too the idea of you know oh this good thing came from heavenly father oh and that good good thing came from heaven yes (laughs) that would be a correct statement (laughs) when i mention that i just think of a lot lot of the things you said that kind of that unexpectedly to you, you know, like from your previous experience, brought you down here in the first place. Oh, so. yeah. Just a matter of following the Spirit, and even if it seems crazy at the time, there's always a divine purpose in it. Mm-hmm. And what I expected when I got sent back, I'd gone up to take care of my grandpa after my grandma had, pa- grandma had passed, and I got a blessing saying my eternal companion was in Utah. <laughs> he didn't show up. The in state Utah. it gave you the state. Yeah, it was, it was a, from a bishop. It was very direct, and it's crazy is that he wasn't even Utah. He was still in Canada at the time. <laughs> exactly right. He knows what's ahead. So I came down thinking, and then just went from war to war, trying to follow the spirit. Where where was I needed? Because I didn't know how that blessing was going to come to pass mm-hmm. and it was so much like that. not how I expected in any way didn't know Facebook dating app was going to were you at your apart. mailbox <laughs> well virtual mailbox virtual oh there you go uh, yeah. did you check your inbox <laughs> Facebook inbox yeah the instant message from him saying can we yeah, meet tonight yeah. she had hearted hearted me on the Facebook dating app and you know my Asperger's brain ooh that never happens to me. <laughs> Let, let's meet tonight. <laughs> She's like, 
Yeah, exactly. She's like, how about Saturday in the morning? <laughs> when it's light out. <laughs> I don't apartment. know you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I just love it. I like that you said there, too, like, oh, they give you a state. Well, that's helpful. <laughs> Oh, no, it's so specific. Yeah, exactly. And oh, I think specifics man. are so necessary. Like, yes, there's times that we need to not know of these things, and it takes time, right? But then there's a time that it's like, no, specifically, like, this is what's going to happen, because <laughs> if not, you're going to go to other 49, and we don't got time for that. So, you yeah. know, and that's how mine was. It was like, you have all these cities, or you have this... Costa Rica is not small. Like, up and down Costa Rica, like, hours to get to my city. You know, and thankfully, it's like, no, this is the city, and this is how you're going to find out she's alive. That didn't come easy. I actually had to drive into the city and talk to the people within the city, and my, the native people, my people, led me to her. It was by their mouth that they would tell me if they had seen her lately, if they'd seen her the last few years, if they ever knew her. And that's what the Lord told me. He's like, okay, I give you the city name, right? Uh, uh, here it is, very specific, easy. Here's, here's your silver platter. But then he quickly was fine to say, now you're going to figure it out again. I'm like, okay. And he gave me one more direction. He said, when you talk to your people, because we're literally in the car, he's like, you're going to yell out the window. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, we don't look crazy. Thankfully, we're like Costa Rican. But he's like, you're going <laughs> to literally yell out from your windows, and you're going to call her name. And who, do you know so-and-so? Do you know so-and-so? And he's like, and then I want you to do just do one thing. Just one thing. And I said, okay. He said, listen to the yeses and ignore the noes. Listen to the yeses and ignore the noes. And I'm like, that sounds pretty simple. And the yeses, quickly, quickly I learned. The yeses were any information that they had. And you follow, you follow, like, what do you call that? Like The breadcrumbs. Immediately. Like, immediately. Like, quickly. Like, go promptly? Promptly. <clears throat> yeah. But it was, I listened to the yeses, ignore the noes. I thought that was such an interesting prompting, um, one of the promptings that I had received there. And he said, it will, it will be your people that lead you there. And I was like, oh, <laughs> how beautiful is that? Because I loved my people, but I didn't know my people. Yeah. I didn't know if my people would welcome me. That was one of my fears. Did my people even care who I was? <laughs> I'm on the top of a mountain. They, did they even know I ever existed? Right? Like, for all I know, like no one cared that I was even born. Right? Because it's like this girl, little girl, is sitting on the dirt by herself for months, and there's not even a school or hospitals or anything around. And so it was everything to me. What I didn't know, what it was everything to me, for my people to help me. He knew that. He's like, I'm going to have you feel so welcomed in your country because they're the ones that are going to do the work for you. It's just like genealogy, right? They're going to lead you. And you feel welcomed into a family. You feel like family is there when in genealogy, again, this side of the veil or the next side or the other side of the veil, like just they're helping. They're 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 in the journey with you. They're in the record. They're part of the story. And I love putting them in the story. They are in my record. Have you, have you heard the uh, the song "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina"? Yes, <laughs> reminds me of that. We <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so cool how the Lord can work like that. You know, especially you know, and, and what are our attitudes? What are our impressions? Just like in our next scriptures that are coming up, um, you know, what kind of attitudes and impressions are we going to have about the work? You know, but um, wow. yeah. So we were led. 
to the top of the mountain and we had one last person um, that would tell us where to go. And it was at the end, like my friend turned to me and said, it's dark. We don't know this, this city as much. Um, and we look like tourists. <laughs> like we got to get <laughs> out of here or our car is going to get jumped. And he said he about 15, about 10, 15 minutes. And that's including driving back down. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And so when we're about to turn, that's where we saw the man, um, at the top of the mountain and he, we asked him, and again, call out her name and let them guide you. And we called out her name and said, do you know this person? He said, yes, I know her. I just saw her a couple hours ago. She's walking home now. And we're like, wait, what? She's alive? And yeah, she's alive. And then he extended his hand and he pointed down the mountain. He said, you go there. That's where you'll find her. Wow. So we went and did. And I'm found picturing the scene from a movie like, right it's those incredible it, it reminds me a lot of that man reminds me a lot of um, the temple and how people in the temple when they lead you and how they 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 point the way they they point and they they lead with their hand in a certain way in the temple and i just love how you know you ex- you're extending that love out for that direction you know they're giving you that direction in love to get to where you need to go um, and it always reminds me of the temple, um, just how, because, you, you know, they just guide you to everywhere. Like, you, can, you can't get lost in the temple because there's always someone on each corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's almost like on purpose, some of these temples I, I get lost in, but I'm like, is this purposeful? This probably is because then I can always rely on the people around me. Yeah. Like, it's almost you have to rely on them because every, everyone looks the same. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, I had a lot of other miraculous miracles um things come up people show that weren't supposed to be there um and and answers answers. (laughs) quote unquote weren't supposed to be there (laughs) yeah yeah, literally literally and i'm not joking physically show up um and um and i'm sure i'll know more in the next life but it is it is incredible how he gets to have a show up i mean we believe in right angels and we believe in other sites so why not hear that those things um Mm show up to yeah you know i I can as you you kind of that last one of that last point you made there i can see one of the reasons why you also picked second corinthians 8 12 Mm -hmm. (laughs) for if there be a first a willing mind got that covered um it is accepted according to that a man hath and not according to that he hath not and i'm like Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Lord worked with what you had. Totally. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the, little, the little I had. Like, I just, I just showed up. I was just like, I have this miracle and dream and hope and faith. Okay, he's like, okay, I have a dream. And the Lord's like, I'm gonna match your dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> close and bring yourself. <laughs> you know? what, what was that? Oh, just adding to. Oh, I, I thought you were like, dude, because like, like, you're fluent in ASL. I'm like, well, what was that? What did that sign mean? I don't know much of it yet. So. <laughs> You have yeah. your chunk, and then God adds his chunk. I love how he says, according to that, a man hath, and then not according to, uh, and not according to that, he hath not. And it kind of reminds me of, as well, um, giving that um, that honor back to the Lord, is the fact that even when we have less, not only are we relying on him, that he's already saying, he's already testifying, I already have everything. Like, even if he had a little, I don't even need the little. Let me just be honest with you. I don't even need your little because I have it all. It's like I this just need, is yeah. my country. These are my people. These are this is what I created. This is my earth. 
Of course I know where every stone lays. <laughs> of course I know where every person stands. I created them, you know. Yeah, it reminds me of. So um, just kind of interesting. Oh, what's the the part where? One uh, of Neil A. Maxwell's talks where he says, "No, I don't think the Lord's interested in real estate. He owns it. He owns it all anyway." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just oh the way he moves chess pieces around, if you will, and I just he's in the details. Oh, even the details we don't even know we need to be concerned about. Yeah, yeah. and then you see, and you're like, oh, in retrospect. Uh, I, like the little memes with the kid on Facebook. I see what you did there, you know? <laughs> yeah, he moves many things. Oh, man. Like I said, if we, if we even saw even a moment, a, just, a, just a moment what of he's doing. what he's doing, it would just be oh, yeah, mind-blowing yeah. what we don't see in our everyday lives that yeah. are, it's like, are hey, bringing us yeah. to those experiences, those <laughs> miracles, right? Like, those would, those are all the miracles. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I, like you said, I, I don't need the, I don't even need the little bit you've got, but... You don't even need but, it. But I, but I need you to put what the little you have compared yeah. to me to full use so that you can understand what I can work with if you only give me a little bit, you yeah. know? I, I think yeah. of, uh, so this is, it might be a little bit of a weird comparison, but uh, you familiar with the X-Men movies? Yeah. The one where all it takes is that little extra bit of iron and that guy's blood and Magneto just oh, yeah. sucks it out of him basically like, like how, how little he needs to work with I'm like it's kind of an evil version of it but <laughs> the principle applies it's like the Lord yeah. doesn't need much of relative to his power yeah. like, he doesn't need much to work with and to you it seems like a lot but mm-hmm. believe me if you said I want to like just yell to people if you saw the grand scope of everything you know, the more, like, the longer Colette and I, you know, see things between, you know, our individual lives and then together since we've been married, it's like, in retrospect, yeah, wow, uh, his plan was definitely a lot better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want to pick? Well, you can have what you want, better. or you can have something better. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. And it's a lot of, um, what we're willing to do in attitude. I love how, yeah. <clears throat> Anything you, uh want to add for our listeners oh which reminds me um before we end off anyways there is one thing that we've been doing every episode this season for our listeners and that is ending off with a challenge based on the scriptures chosen and why so if you have one challenge that you could give to our listeners based on the scriptures that you discussed today um my challenge would be freedom thank you um my challenge would be um a really powerful word that's come to me from the moment you guys asked me and invited me to be on. Um, it was clear as day, and it was written every single day in my mind. Oh, wow. And so this is for you listeners, because I know it's specific to um, this specific <laughs> podcast at this time. And the Lord uh, told me the word to remember is records. The records. To um, remember, retain, and um, rely on the records. And... The records can show up in many different ways. The most familiar record, and he wants to remind us, which I challenge all of you guys, is to read the record of his, of his truth, of his knowing, and of his, of his people and scriptures. So turn to the scriptures, right? Also to read the records um, or attain the records, write the records of your own record. Um, and don't hesitate to go and uh, read of your ancestors or read... Um, that journal, or listen to your family members. Listen to someone that really needs to get out a hard story or a good story or something that happened to them in their lives. That is a piece of a record that is recorded. Um, when you have communication with people and you connect, pull away from your phones, pull away from your life, make some time for your family to listen to them. They are sharing their record. 
they're sharing themselves. Um, and yeah, the last thing is just to really, um, if you have an opportunity to write any part in any way, a blog or this or that or whatever, or you're already doing it, know that that's a record. That is a record and you're doing, um, if it's, um, testifying of him and it's in truth, um, and you're bringing that added light to the world, that's enough. That's, wow. that's a record. So I, as you're talking there, I'm, I'm looking up what you said there. I love th- th- your challenge is so perfect for the purpose of this podcast. I'm like <laughs> really grateful that like you were open to the spirit with that because Thank you. Uh, what I'm lo- trying to look up here is um, maybe I'll just do it and I can just edit this. Thankfully, when um, it's in Second Nephi 29, I actually want to read this. Um, because it is so perfect for what you just said. It basically echoes what you just challenged our listeners to do. <laughs> um, where the Lord says, uh, here we go. It's in 2 Nephi 29 11. Um, and 11. And this is kind of re- basically saying, guys, what Anna just said, the Lord actually made this a commandment in case you're not aware. Uh, he says, for I command all men, both and women, of course, both in the east and in the west and in the north and in the south and in the islands of the sea, everywhere, right? Um, that they shall write the words which I shall speak unto them. For out of the books which shall be written, will I judge? I will judge the world. Every man according to their works, according to that which is written. So when you say, you know, seek the records, especially in the scriptures, and write down what he says to you, it's like, oh my gosh, you just captured the entire essence of this season's <laughs> podcast and your challenge. I'm like, this is great. Freedom of the Scriptures is the theme for this season. I'm like, thank you, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> and we're made free, right? We're made free from doing that. We we all want that freedom. We all want um, a, a burden uh, lifted. And the Lord is more than willing to give us those things. It doesn't mean we don't have trials or hard times, but he's there to lift and free us. He's going to free us. We don't need to free ourselves. He, he we will be free in him, and we can have that peace from him. In a world that is just kind of crazy right now, <laughs> you know, but we have to trust through the scriptures and freedom and re- our record um, and the records of our people and of our heart and of our knowing and our word. Um, if As long as they're all in him, like, it, it will, will receive that peace of him and not, you know, not what the world can give you, right, but the peace that he can give you. Totally. Right, the precious things like Elder Asbin talked about mm. in conference. Well, he, he talked about, you know, keeping a record and how the, even with the Book of Mormon, like the precious things, like, obviously we don't have everything that was ever written, but... We'll have to find the how, top and put a link in the description. Sure. <laughs> like, how Nephi took the more precious things and, and wrote them. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. the benefit of, so that we could draw yeah. closer to Christ. Yeah. And even commands his posterity, you know, don't put anything on these plates because of lack of, you know, we have so we have so much room here, like, you know, put, like, uh, how do they word it, the heads of these things, the prophecies, the sermons, everything, you know, there's a reason King Benjamin's speech was selected out of, out of you know, probably you know, thousands over the years for their civilization. It's like, engrave the heads on these plates, and don't, you basically, paraphrasing Nephi, don't put the stupid trivial stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. So, Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on today. Anything else you want to share? Oh, yeah, I'm just loving this. I'm like, yeah, keep going if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like really just yeah, we just um, covered what you know what needed to be said, and I'm really just grateful for the opportunity to 
to share and to um, really share that you know the Lord loves us all and He's aware of us and and that we can keep things simple and clear and and as long as we're doing that you know the record the record will be protected. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. Yes, absolutely. Well, I will tell you. I think one of my favorite parts about this interview is where she goes down there and she's like, the lady's like, no, 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 no. You have to make an appointment. And, you know, like, it's like, wait a minute, six weeks out. What are you like, we, we have two weeks to do this. I'd be like, what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden the spirit's just like, hey, you should do this for this lady. And then she's like, I can imagine like in like one of the cartoons, just her face going like all of a sudden. Yes, Master, I will. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's, it's like, not like robotic, obviously, not like, like mind control, but... Well, the answer of prayer. Like, like the fact that her countenance totally changed, right? Yeah. It's just like, you need she this. She's moved upon by the Spirit. Yeah, and you need it now. And she's like... Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, that would be my reaction. I'd be like, uh, yes, that is correct. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Thank you. Like, that was fast. Thank you, Heavenly Father, you know. Oh man, because you know, I mean, when you're going that far away, right? Yeah, and all the like having to do it all over again, just spend the money on the plane tickets and uh-huh. everything. And... No, <laughs> no, it's like no, <laughs> like just God, get it over with now. It's like this is it, you know. One shot. Yeah, I like that part too, where she's like, the spirit said, just shout your mother's name. And I can imagine him saying something else like, like if it was to me, like, and it doesn't matter if it sounds like you're a crazy person, just shout your mother's name, ignore the no's, follow the yeses. I'd be like, this sounds like one of those like Raiders of the Lost Ark adventures where it's like, what are we doing? Oh, I don't know. What are we doing? Oh, this is working. Okay, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. But what a blessing that... By following the spirit, she, she was both at the office with the papers, and <clears> also <throat> as she went through the streets shouting her mother's name, that those blessings came her way. That she was able to make that yeah. connection. Do you know where she is? No. Do you know where she is? Yes. Okay. More information, please. And then able to find her be- just before it got too dark and scary to be that driving. That was crazy. I'm like, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like. You have this much time. It's like we literally have like 15 minutes since she lives over there. I'm like, I think, like, as she's talking about it, I'm thinking, oh, oh, like, it's like I have the movie playing out in my head. I'm like, oh, are they, they going to make it? Are they going to make it? And it's like, <laughs> in put, put music, drama. Yeah, cute, cute, cute dramatic music, right? <laughs> oh, man. I, I almost wish we'd asked her, like, can you tell us more of the moment where you said, whatever she said, like, uh, hey, mom. I'm sure it was not quite like that. <laughs> it's like, excuse me, are you crazy? Who are you? You know, yeah. but um, yeah, just so full of miracles. I love that. You know, just and how she's now created her business that allows her to oh help other people yes. have those miracles. Oh my gosh, yes. So, check, check that out, guys. Adopted for change. Adopted number four. Change. So. Yeah. And then don't forget about her challenge. Yep, yep. To, as, as kind of best as I can remember her, the way she kind of summarized it, to remember, retain, and rely on 
the records you have on the scriptures, on journals. Make one, meaning make one if you don't have one. Find the records of your ancestors. Um, and I might add in there, kind of similar to the way I've found faith and encouragement from my own family records with uh, Zara Pulsifer. His life story has a lot of just really awesome examples of exerting faith in impossible situations and seeing miracles. Um, everybody's got inspiring stories in their family history somewhere. Everybody does. Um, no matter how small or you know, prominent in world history it was, everyone's got these really cool stories. Um, go find them in your own family history. You know, Find places where uh, Heavenly Father was clearly working with your family, your, your ancestors, and remember that the, the fortitude and stamina that your ancestors showed in their lives, that runs in your blood, in your veins. And above all, that we all carry God's DNA. So, you know, you can find, you know, encouragement from your own family history and from the scriptures because the scriptures are mankind's family history. So, get it? And yep. Yeah, just making sure that you, those precious things, like Elder Asben talks about, and just in the scriptures, sorry, in the scriptures or in your own life, writing down those precious things, how important those are. Because you don't need to know that they're wearing a blue shirt. That's just a detail. I mean, you can put that in there if you want to. Hey, they were wearing a blue shirt and this and this, not detail. If it helps you remember, you know, all oh, the, the magic of the moment, all my senses. You know, if you're recording your senses, that's one thing. But just make sure you include, as, as you know, Colette mentioned, the whole uh, Nephi pattern of the plain and precious things that, you know, he commanded his posterity in the scriptures to not occupy writing on the plates with anything that's trivial. With stuff. Because they, I mean, to, to be fair, they did have limited room. True. <laughs> like, and we have computers that can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do not have right. a limited number of plates and or on which to record our things. We have unlimited resources, so there is no excuse. <laughs> and especially record the stuff that allows your posterity to come unto Christ and know that you have mm. also come unto Christ and been perfected in And him. if you haven't, no time like the present. Go for it. Give your family, your posterity a good example and say, hey, consider them, look what I do with my life. I changed things and I did the better. You can too because my blood runs in your veins and you can do that to them. So. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, if you like this episode, please uh, go and click that follow button on paulpulsifer.podomatic.com or keep forgetting the URL has changed now to podomatic.com slash podcast slash paulpulsifer. Um, share this with your family and friends all over um, Spotify, Facebook, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. I know this is on a, like about 10, 20 different platforms out there. So uh, share it with family and friends. Spread this goodness everywhere. Anna's story needs to go to as many people as possible because she is just great. Um, and as always, remember to stand steadfastly in the freedom God gave us. Until next time, this is Paul. And Colette Pulsifer. Have a good one. <laughs>